And and we're back. We're back here with the fade. The fade boys are all back. You know, I had something I wanted to say was uh Mike Daniel this week ripping an upper decky Zidney on the sidelines. What do you guys think there? Was was that a vape or what? I heard the jewel cracking from uh on the TV there. So yeah, he was he was hitting the mango jewel pot right there. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the real question I think was, was it a jewel or was it a little rip from the dispo? Oh, he's getting stoned on the side. Yeah, was he getting baked <laughs> on the sideline watching some football or was he? The, Roger, Roger Goodell is going to see this and he's going to be like, yeah. or he's on to something. He's going to be like, huh. He's going to get a piss test tomorrow. But no, I mean, back in the day, they used to smoke cigarettes on the sideline. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, back in the 60s, Dylan. Yeah, when life was better. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and people were dying at the age of 40. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that guy, dude, he was just a little stressed out with what Miami season went, and he's like, you know, I just got to take a little rip of this. You know what I and mean? Common man. Man. Yeah. Hey, hey, with Skylar Thompson as your quarterback, what else, what, what else could you possibly do? Thompson was probably doing it with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Thompson probably gave him a couple free uh, Knicks, a couple free Knicks sticks, and was like, "Hey, drop me in." That's what happened to Daniel Jones on that run. He was buzzed, and he just he couldn't stand up anymore. He tripped on his face. He had to be. I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, Thompson was like, "Yo, coach, let's give uh, Teddy Teddy two gloves his dispo pen and." uh, I'm best. Right I'm thinking, now. dude. I'm thinking he was ripping the old Penske too. He got it out of sorority over at Kansas State, man. Yeah, Started but um, off, off that, off that, we're gonna go with um. I want everyone's top, like top five, three to five QBs in this league. What do you guys got here? Are we doing uh, like current players? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan, we're not gonna be talking about uh. Johnny United, Bradshaw. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about it. on the sideline. We're not going to be talking yeah. about that. All right, we're well, not talking about Johnny Uranitis here. <laughs> Johnny Uranus. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go off. We'll we'll do, we'll do five because I feel like top three is kind of Manny. Obviously, Mahomes is first. I'll put Allen at second. I'll put I'll put Burrow at third. Hurts four. And fifth one's tough. Fifth one's tough. I'm going to go with healthy Lamar Jackson. That's interesting. Ooh. Now you might be a little buzzed when you talk. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I mean, I'll start with my number five. Five is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I I do like Herbert over Burrow. I know people don't like to hear that one, but Burrow has been a winner more. So I'll just, I'm not going to even go there. So I'll just go with Justin Herbert at five, four. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Three, I'm going with Joe Burrow. Two, Josh Allen. And one, obviously, Dak Prescott. But uh, 
No, I'm just kidding. Patrick Mahomes. But... I know we're do- I know we're doing bottom five. Oh, that was top five. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my top five. I got Mahomes at one, obviously, of course. He's no one's in this league. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody in this league that is on Mahomes' level, honestly. You have to put him at number one. My list is pretty similar to Ethan's. I just have a couple flip-flops there. Um, two, I'm going to put Joe Burrow because I just think he passed, surpassed Josh Allen. He's just a winner. He's an elite pack, or pocket passer. Um, Allen's a better runner and stuff like that and, like, evading the pocket. But I just think I would take Joe Burrow over many of these quarterbacks in the league. I would take him over Jalen Hurts, honestly. Um, three, we'll go. I don't know, honestly, man. Maybe Jalen Hurts. Three, I'll say Jalen Hurts. Four, Justin Herbert. And then five, Aaron Rodgers. See, I disagree with both of you, man. Burrow, number one. Mahomes, two. Allen, three. Herbert, four. And Hurts five. That's my top five. Because I think Burrow is just – he's on the same level as Mahomes. I completely disagree. That I don't think he – yeah, I think he's playing better than Mahomes at some games. Less risky, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I like I like that take, Cam. I do. But I'm going to have to say what, what do, Mahomes man. has – what has what Mahomes have been has been doing, you know, we've been talking about this. We've been saying, you know, Mahomes is now the Brady to where we're kind of just getting sick of it. But God forbid we'll appreciate him in ten or fifteen years again. I'm gonna take though Mahomes. I'm gonna go when playing his best, Josh Allen. This season, Jalen Hurts is a top. This season, he was a top-two quarterback, but I'd, I'll put Jalen at, like, four. I think maybe, like, John Kitna at three. <laughs> but, no, uh, no, at three, at three, at three, I'm taking Shiesty. I'm taking Joe Shiesty. Five, five, I'm going, I mean, A-Rod. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he just had, like, a piss poor team around him besides Christian Watson who really stepped his game up towards the end of the season. Taking an A-Rod at five. Uh, don't get me wrong. Honorable mentions Herbert because it's hard to go and throw back-to-back seasons, three seasons in a row, 4,000 yards at such a young age. So, yeah, I'm going to take that. Your guys' uh, receivers, top top like three to five receivers. All right, top receivers, Justin Jefferson is number one. At number two, I'm going to put Stefan Diggs at two. Um, hmm. Number three is Devontae Adams for me. After, after Just after this season, I think Devontae Adams is number three. Because Stefan Diggs had a great season. Um, number four, I'll put Jamar Chase. And then number five, A.J. Brown. You're muted, Dylan. I hope he knows he's muted. 
Yeah, I did not know that. Uh, this one's tough for me. This one's actually tough because there's a lot of there's a lot of great receivers in the league, and a lot of them are very close. And I know we're going to hear CD in a top five, which I wouldn't disagree with you, actually. i put CD in top five. My number five is actually CD Lamb. Uh, Were you going to, though, Cam? Yeah, actually, it's at number five. Uh, I, w- I was going to throw CD in, in there, too, probably. CD's my number five. Just I mean, like, the questions that everyone had on him before the season started, is he a number one guy? He's answered everything and more. I mean, he hasn't. He didn't have his starting quarterback for five games and still had uh, thirteen fifty-two, I believe it is, yards and nine touchdowns. I mean, I know Cooper Rush played well, but he didn't put up big numbers. He put up a hundred and some yards passing game, maybe two hundred yards one game or so. So, I mean, you know, I'm putting him at five four. I'm going with Stephon Diggs. Uh, he's been he's been around for quite some time. Uh, three, I'm going with Devontae. He played well, even with Derek's car, poor quarterback play. Two, I'm going Justin Jefferson, which people might be shocked about that. I think everyone has Justin Jefferson at one around here anymore, which, yes, I agree. He, he is one, but I might shock you here, but Tyree Kill is my number one. I mean, the guy, he, he goes with Tua. He goes from Mahomes to Tua, and I, he might have had a better year this year. I mean, he was on pace for 2,000 yards at one point. I think he ended with, like, 1,600 or something like that. But, like, I mean, there's one thing you can't stop, and it's speed. And that's why I give Tyreek the edge. I know Justin Jefferson's great, but I don't know. I just think you could throw Tyreek Hill on any team, and he's going to dominate. I agree with you, Dylan, but um, I'm definitely going to – I think Jefferson's the best in the league right now. I just think he's the most effective. I don't think he's the most developed. I think Devonta Adams is the most developed, but right now I think Justin Jefferson's the most effective. So I'll put him at one, two. I'll go Tyreek because like Dylan said, you don't just go and do that with Tua. People were saying that, oh, he's only doing it because Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. Obviously not, bro, because he's proven a lot this year. You know what I mean? I mean, he was on pace for 2,000 yards at one point. Um, three, we're going to go Devontae Adams. I mean, you can't have not have him in your top three, in my opinion. He's the most developed wide receiver in the league. Four, I'm going to have to put A.J. Brown because I think he is just – he's only 24 years old. I mean, his build is just so hard to cover, man. You know what I mean? They say that he's the hardest – one of the hardest wide receivers in the league to cover one-on-one because of just how big, strong, and fast he is. So I'm going to put him at number four. Um, and then five, I have Diggs because you can't leave him out of your top five either. And he did have a tremendous season, but Brown did beat him out in yards. So, All right. I'm going to start out Juju Smith-Schuster. No, I'm just joking. So we got uh, Chase. Hey, hit, a, hit a TikTok dance quick, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, we got Justin Jefferson number one. I think that's an obvious choice. And – I mean, the way he's been playing, he's just a great wide receiver. And I think he's going to have a great career, whether it's in Minnesota throughout or wherever else he may be. For number two, I don't really know if I want to put A.J. Brown there or number three, but he's kind of even with Tyreek Hill on my list, to be honest with you. So they're interchangeable at two and three. Uh, For four, I'm going to put C.D. I think he 
he needs help, and I think he needs to go back to the slot to have a better career. But all around solid for Dallas's offense. And for number five, I'm going to put Devontae Smith. I think the Slim Reaper is very, very good, and he has the help around him to make him. Uh, you're putting you're putting him above guys like Jamar Chase. Absolutely, I would. I would take a him couple five years. In a couple years, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking longevity here. Why are you saying in a couple years? I mean, the guy Jamar's younger. He's got the better QB. So, I mean, I think Jamar is going to put up statistics for longer. In two years, years, I agree with Cam. Devontae Smith will be top five. But that's why I put him in there because, you know, Eagles. Just not right now. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're not going to agree on everything. I just (laughs) – I put put Jamar Chase up there, but – uh, he's six for me. I'm I'm gonna go and say the best right now in the league, Devontae Adams. Set in stone. Set in stone. Longevity, he's proven that he's the best. There's a reason he got paid. What what a quarterback that's fully eligible to go and give him the ball. Like it's not that Derek Carr had a bad season, but dude, he's still Devontae still put up top numbers in this league this year. If we're going to have to go, I don't know if we're going to have to, if we're saying, is it when healthy, right? Or is it who I think is the best? Just what you think. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. You make a good argument with that. Cooper Cup is a mile mile long better than half of these receivers in the league. Just not half a mile, but I would say he is – shown that he is better. So Cooper Cup's my two, one healthy. Tyreek three. J- Je- no, no. Jefferson three, Tyreek four, and then it's a swap between maybe A.J. Brown and uh, Jamar. And then C.D. honorable mention. But guys like, don't get me wrong, guys like Mike Evans who can consistently put up a 1,000 a year. But like Ethan said, they're very inconsistent. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Thomas. Yeah, you can go throw your 1,000 yards up a season, but you're also very inconsistent. But I was surprised no one really said Cooper Cup. And, I mean, maybe it's a system that he's worked in to where it's like, all right, Stafford, launch that ball to Cooper Cup. But they didn't have, like, A-Rob this year was not good. Like, he don't, he's not a route runner. When Odell then went there, Odell was actually very efficient in the Rams' offense. So I mean Cooper Cup, I hope I hope you know I got you on my fantasy every season. I'm rocking with Cooper Cup as my two behind Devontae. Yeah, actually I was I was gonna say Cooper Cup and then I forgot about him and then I remembered after I was like, holy oh, damn. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I, I think it's just yeah. I put him for sure. Just because he was like you forget, like kind of out of it this year. Yeah. I mean, and like, the games were just a disaster. I mean he was still putting up numbers even yeah. when they were a disaster. I mean, I know he does get force-fed the ball. He, does, he gets yeah. so many targets, which, honestly, I don't like that for the future, though. Like, I mean, he got him hurt this year. I don't know how much you could keep getting the ball that much as a tiny receiver like he is. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you can't put anyone, like any receiver, in that spot and expect them to produce literally the best. Do what he's doing. He's I agree. Ever. He literally had the best season ever as a wide receiver. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cut, like, but, you know, he's he's gonna be guaranteed at least ten targets a game. Yeah, 
I had him in fantasy this year. The only reason I didn't put Cup in mine is because I was just going off for like this year, like the impact. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Longevity though, like how Cam was going off of Cup's in my top five without question. He's in my top three. I'd put him at two behind See, I, I thought I I Cup's what Ethan. I know Ethan knows is really really good. He's like what twenty eight, right? Twenty seven, probably. Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got brought yeah. in when Goff was there. Yeah, he, but he didn't really. He like he started shining up now. Cooper Cup's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He Turns came in when he was a rookie. He wore number eighteen yeah. as a rookie. I remember that. My Going own. off that, what what other positions we got? He's tight end. Top. Let's go with tight top ends. Defenses. Top three. Corner maybe, or yeah, defense. Let's go top three tight ends. The top three tight ends, I feel like it's pretty easy. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll go. I'll, obviously, Kelsey's number one. If you say anything different, I, I don't know. You must like running the ball more than passing it because yeah. Kittle's, Kittle's number two because he's just it, all all around. He's great. He's just not Kelsey receiving the ball. Kelsey's he puts up better stats than almost every receiver. Mm-hmm. So he he has to be number one, I feel like, and put Kittle at number two, and then I'll have, uh, I'll put Mark Andrews at number three. He's 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 pretty consistent. He's proven. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. I mean, I'm kind of sticking with the same three you got, Biggie. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I think he's the best receiving tight end of all time, in my opinion. But Me too. He has a couple more years to go to keep stat, putting them stats up, and then everybody will start talking more. Uh, the other two, I have the exact same, Kittle and then uh, what's Andrews. Andrews. But a guy that I wish he had a quarterback is Kyle Pitts. If Kyle, Kyle Pitts is so talented, yeah. the guy just – I mean, what, did he tear his ACL or was it? No, um, no, no. Was it what? What happened to him that he had his season-ending injury? It was his knee, I, I think, but it wasn't an ACL. I think it was his ankle, wasn't it? Hopefully, it's not. Oh, was it a knee or anything bad like that? But no, nah, yeah, he's super talented. I was big on him when he came out of college. Me I too. Thought, I mean, yeah, I he still he he's went still really if, he, He's already done with two years, so I mean, I think if. Uh, Atlanta doesn't get it figured out within the next two years. His contract's going to be up. He's out. He's going to go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, definitely. He's going to go somewhere quarterback. Atlanta's in a rebuild mode these next, like, I'd say two to five years. They're in a rebuild mode. He's got to be out the door. Steve, what what do you got there with tight ends? Travis Kelsey won. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, he's not the best blocking tight end, but – there's his receiving is just unmatched and he's definitely the most effective in the league. There's no question about it Two, Kittle. Um, he's injured a lot, but when he's healthy, he's extremely effective three. I'm going to go Darren Waller. Um, his story is just incredible, man. Honestly, like just being coming into the NFL after what he's been through and stuff like that. He's has the talent to be top five. In my opinion, he's top three, um, this year was the first year that he's really been hurt for long term. Um, four, I'm going to go Mark Andrews. He's proven, like Ethan said. I definitely have him in my top five. 
And five, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dallas Goddard. He is. I'm obviously a Philly fan. I think if he wasn't on the IR for a couple games this season, he would be top five in um, tight end yards too. So he's definitely my fifth. And then six, I have Pitts. Cam, you want to just keep going, Steve? Go to ten. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, my list is almost exactly what Ethan's is. Only thing I would put Andrews over Kittle. That's, in my opinion, I think George Kittle is kind of overrated in a sense that he's a big dude that could catch and run for a lot of yards for, for his rack. I mean, but I'm also looking at blocking too. Like, blocking tight ends are quality players. I mean, you look at Brent Sella. He used to do it all the time for the Eagles. Jason he wasn't Witten. receiving. Jason Witten, exactly. Well, I mean, Kittle's well, I mean, pancaking some guys. But maybe they're, maybe true. they're the safeties that are 160 that, pounds. Yeah, that's, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, like, he's got to go up against Parsons or something like that, or Reddick. Yeah. Kittle's also underutilized in his offense. They have so many weapons. It's, it's mm. hard. To find that it. is also true. But that's my top three. Yeah, I'm definitely – obviously, it's a no-brainer, Kelsey. I like how I like how Steve said about Waller in there. You know, that was a guy who kind of got forgot about in the mix the last two seasons prior to this. It was Darren Waller, Darren, Darren Waller. Are we taking Waller in fantasy over Kelsey? Uh, I'm not going to say Waller in my top three because of injury prone now because he's – I didn't know this, but Waller's also in his 30s. Because how uh, Steve said about his story, his story didn't really get started because of issues that he had off the field. But that's an incredible story. But I'm going to definitely go my top three is uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Kittle when used correctly. And just, I mean, you, you know, you have to game plan for Kittle. And then I'm going to go and throw TJ Hawkinson in there. I, I don't know where or this credit's coming with him, but in Detroit where there was nothing going right for them, that was all they had, and then they traded him to a division rival for a second-round pick. I, I don't see really tight ends besides maybe Kelsey Andrews or Kittle going for a first. And then my fourth, my fourth, and I know Dylan's going to like this, is, is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has been nothing but good in Dallas. He, rem- he doesn't remind me of Jason Witten w- at all, but Dalton Schultz looks like a stud. He has done very good th- in these seasons that he's played, and he's just only going to get better and progress. He's been he's been uh, reliable. That's that's what he's been. And yeah. I think playing his best when he's getting Dalton Schultz the ball just because it opens up the rest of the game. So, I mean, that's why I'm a big fan of him too, but I, I just don't – his talent isn't there for me for my, like, top five. Like, I think he, he is reliable, but mm. wise, I mean, there's so many more guys that are more talented than him. Yeah. Your guys' your guys top um, – let's go, like, edge rushers. Edge rushers. Okay. That's, like, even involving the outside linebackers with Watt as a Redick. You know what I mean? Are you throwing Mike in there because he's yeah yeah I play both yeah all right. mm. 
All right. You think a little bit because there's a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to forget anyone. Um, I mean, don't. Yeah, definitely do not forget Justin Houston. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So number one. Number one, I'm gonna I'm go Micah. Because he he's just what this is the third year or his second year. Second. Second. Second year. In two years, what he's done is, is phenomenal. Like no one has ever started off a career this good. He's he's just such a beast. I'll, I'll put him at one. Um, two, I'll take T.J. Watt. Uh, he was injured this year, but injury free. He's he's a freak. He's same as Micah. Uh, three, I'll go Miles Garrett. Um. Or would would Aaron Donald count? I guess I guess he's nah, not like a D tackle. Yeah, he's more or less a D tackle. Sorry. Uh at four, at four, I'll go Nick Bosa. And then at four. Oh man. In in terms of raw talent, I think Nick Bosa's four. I like Nick Bosa, don't get me wrong, but those three guys ahead of him are studs. Fair. Um, let's see, five. This is tough. Five will go. I know he hasn't been playing as good the past year or two because he hasn't really been in the spotlight that much, but I'll go Khalil Mack. Like that. Like that. All right. <laughs> My my top five, I got five is Miles Garrett for me. Four, I'm going with a guy that I wanted Dallas to take a couple years back, Joey Bosa. He was there for the boys, and they took Zeke. I, before that draft, I was screaming Joey Bosa for about three months. I think I annoyed everybody at the lunch table over the guy. So I would I would like Joey Bosa. Imagine imagine him now with Micah on the other side. Micah and Joey. If they would have took him and they they had Pollard just as the full time back, but maybe splitting with somebody else and not Zeke. Now that that would be scary. But so, I mean, they got the Marcus Lawrence though. Yeah, but I mean, imagine all three. No, <laughs> no, the, not, the Marcus Lawrence is good, but he's not he's not Bosa. And then three, I got uh, Nick Bosa, and then. Two TJ and one Micah. The only thing is, is what I really hope the Cowboys do, which they did do more of it last week, was use Micah at linebacker as well. I know it sounds dumb, but I think, yes, he's a great pass rusher, but I think he's more dangerous when the offensive line doesn't know if he's going to rush or not rush. Like they can't check into a double team when he's at linebacker because they don't know if he's even going to rush. So I think, and then like if he does rush, it's a one, it's a single, it's a one on one. So I think that makes him more efficient, and it makes it harder on the offense. So hopefully they continue to do that. But yeah, Parsons is my number one. I'm not going to be a biased Eagles fan either. Parsons is my number one for sure. Um, you can't not have him at number one in my opinion. Um, two is Nick Bosa. I think he's just an absolute menace, man. He's just only going to get better and better if he can stay healthy. 
three, another one, if he can stay healthy, is T.J. Watt. Um, you know the story with him, man. He's a fucking monster. Um, four. I don't know. Joey Bosa at four. Or no, Miles Garrett at four, Joey Bosa at five. Joey Bosa. Yeah. Joey Bosa. Over Hassan, over Hassan Reddick. Luke, I just said that two seconds Dylan ago. Said Joey Bosa, too. Yeah. I know. I, I was like Bosa, man. A lot. I know. I was muted. I said Joey Bosa. All right. My top five goes like this. So, we got Nick Bosa going number one. I think that guy's an absolute animal. I don't know how you put him any lower on this list. Uh, two is Micah Parsons. Three is Reddick. Because look at the season he's had. I mean, he hasn't produced in prior seasons, but he also wasn't an eagle. But uh, for four, it's kind of it's kind of tough down here. But I think I'll go with Miles Garrett, and then five. That's tough. I I guess you got to put Joey Bosa at five because he's a top five edge rusher. He is, man. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you can't. The more I think about it, it's like he, he's either in the top five. Yeah, or he's a very close six. Him and Reddick are very close. I'm I'm going I'm going one healthy. TJ Watt is what it is. Micah Parsons two. Bosa three. Oh shit! This season, this season, Hassan Reddick four, and I think a lot of views are actually. Forgetting Max freaking Crosby, dude. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Max Crosby. That. Come on, man. Max Crosby, dude. That guy's an actual freak, dude. None of you none of you have give any little credit to Crosby. I'm surprised, honestly, none uh, of you guys had fucking seven, Aiden, but... Aiden Hutchinson either. I'm surprised one of you guys didn't say that, honestly. I wouldn't put him in my top five, but a lot of people have been. Yeah. He's he's overrated in my opinion by five. I think he is too. He's not he's not proven yet. He's not proven yet. Yeah, he's not proven yet, exactly. Yeah. But a lot of people do go crazy about him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to work on with him. Do you have do you have any other positions you want to cover like corners this and that? Center fielders maybe, but uh. hey, this ain't the baseline. I don't even know if I can name five center fielders. Let's go running backs, and then if you guys want to close up or whatever you just want to do, yeah, top we'll three have, running what? backs in the league right now. Three. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Oh, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and man, gotta give it to my boy Aaron Jones. Can do it all. Uh, no, no, you Henry. Henry. Henry hasn't been producing. Henry hasn't been producing, bro. He's he's about to hit a decline. He's about to hit a decline, dude. This isn't. We're not looking at two season a season or two ago what he did. This season he didn't do much, man. Nick Chubb hurt. is definitely there. Aaron Jones can go. Hurt. He was no, nah, he was. Yeah, but he wasn't a Derrick Henry to where he can carry a team, dude. 
Yeah, but he was... last year before he got hurt, dude, he had like 900 yards in eight games. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah no, yeah. He was, I mean, he was like I said, dude, hey, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one in there. Damn it, you guys messed me up. But I, <laughs> I had, uh, oh yeah, Eckler. Where's Eckler? Eckler, I think he had over 90 catches. All right. He had like 16, over 16 total tutties. McCaffrey well, should be in there. You're talking about receiving backs, Eckler's up there, but I don't know about all around. It's it's it's, it's still a full thing though, right? Okay. Yeah, everything. So at five, I got Derrick Henry. I'll put him at five just because he still was – he was number two in rushing in like week 13 or 14 this year. Like he was like – like a couple hundred yards, or a couple hundred, a couple yards behind Josh Jacobs. Well, who who do they have at receiver though, Dylan? Well, yeah, that also makes it harder on the running back because they could stack the box. Well, yeah, not, that's what I mean though. But like, that's all you have to plan. It, it, that's your game plan as an offensive coordinator is run the ball. Yeah, I know, but it's also the defenses stop the run. Yeah, definitely. But either way, so I threw him at five. Uh, Four is a tough one. I don't know who my four spot would be. Uh, we still have Dalvin Cook. I do like Dalvin. Very I'll underutilized. Throw, I'll throw Dal- Yeah, I'll throw Dalvin at four though. Uh, three, I have Eckler. Uh, two, I have Nick Chubb, and one, I have McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is just the total all around. The guy could run. He's fast. He could catch. You could use him literally. You could put him in the slot. Like the, the guy is just so versatile. So he's my number one. I know Nick Chubb's great too, but I'm going with McCaffrey. I agree with Dylan a hundred percent about McCaffrey, dude. I couldn't wait to say his name because I'm surprised none of you guys said it. What can't Christian McCaffrey do, dude? He's easily my number one. Two, I'm going Nick Chubb. Um, he's just huge, dude, and he's a power back. He's what you want. He jumps over dudes like it's nothing. He's he's really good. Three, I'm gonna go Josh Jacobs. This year he proved himself a lot. He's gonna go out there. Somebody's gonna pay him big bucks. Um, four, I'm gonna go Derrick Henry because he's the king. You can't not have Derrick Henry in your top five, in my opinion. Um, five is kind of hard for me, but it's probably gonna be Dalvin Cook or Saquon because just the elusiveness and stuff like that. If you put one of them two behind a good line, you ain't stopping that. You ain't stopping that. I like to say Quan pick, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) My top five starts out with number one being Nick Chubb, number two being Christian McCaffrey. I mean, like you guys said, what what can't that guy do? Three is kind of surprising. So – Jonathan Taylor is my number three for the reason being that his season last year was so good. And this year it was a fall off, but the Colts look horrible this year. But I mean, if (laughs) you kind of messed up my flow there. Hey, where is he? I I like, I like, yo, Cam, I do like the Jonathan Taylor. I think that's an under, undervalued pick right there but then four on five zeke to be honest with you i think zeke and pollard zeke and pollard is a good combo in the backfield and look how hype 
Are we talking all time? No, no, no. Pollard compliments Zeke as well as Zeke compliments Pollard. Oh, yeah. If you look at it like that. That's I think why the, he's the, number five. the Cowboys utilize them perfectly. I think that exactly. Like, I think that's like a good deal. People say Pollard should be getting more. Like no, they use, they honestly do it just right. Uh, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. Cam is buzzed now when he talks. <laughs> you know, he's sitting back in the chair, relaxed I'm after chilling, a couple quarters. I mean, he did the company for a reason so he can get buzzed when he talks. Yeah, so I can get. Kevin, no. what was the rest of your what was the rest of yours? Uh, Zeke was your five. Saquon. Yeah, Saquon at four. Ethan, your top five running backs. Uh sorry about the the uh, little mishap we had over over here. Um we're doing running backs. Number one, I'll go Nick Chubb. Number two, number two, Saquon. Number three, Derrick Henry. Even though he he didn't have the best season, but any given night he could go for two hundred. That's what I'm saying. Uh, number four. Uh, number four. Number four. Who's gonna? You don't gotta get all cute, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> number four. I'm gonna put Eckler at four. Everyone disrespects Eckler, but he—he's a dual, He's the best. One of the best dual threats in the NFL, and another one of the best threat, threats. At number five is McCaffrey. All right, all right. I was gonna say. I was about to give you a hint. I was about to say you better throw him in there. Say, yeah, if McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, is he's good. Up. I don't know. I, I, Jacobs wasn't in yours, Ethan. <clears throat> I think I, I'm just going off a of raw talent. I like Derrick Henry. He has to be in there. Yeah, that's what I said when you got cut out. I said the same thing. I mean, I drafted uh, good old Josh Jacobs in fantasy this year, but he got shipped. Before we cut this, right? I would love to hear this. Your guys' teams that finish so poorly that you guys can possibly see reaching a playoff potential spot next year. Titans, easy. Well, they 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 started with a good year and then they fell apart. So I mean, I guess I guess they did fall apart. They they were pretty close though. I like yeah, the Titans are all right. That that division's going to be up for years. It's going to be a back and forth one with the Jags and it's going to be like the NFC East. Yeah, yeah. Mine's. I think the Jags will be good for a while. Yeah. Mine's simple. It's the one that we were talking about earlier is the Rams. I think the Rams will be back in the in the mix next year when they're healthy and they do a little something over the offseason. Yeah, that was, was going to be my take, the Rams. Uh, I'll go with the Broncos, though. They're getting new coaching. They have all the talent. Their wide receiver core is great. They're, they're getting Javante Williams back. Hopefully he'll be good off, uh, off ACL injury. And they still have Russ. I mean, this year was awful for Russ, but he, yeah, he, he, if, if he, yeah, if he could get in the right system like he was in Seattle, he's he's a top ten QB still. Obviously, we didn't see that this year, but next year I think I think they could come back. They they have a great defense. I think I'm gonna go 
and I only say this if they get if they figure their quarterback situation out, and if Brees Hall comes back healthy, that's going to be the Jets, man. Because yeah, I think, I yeah, I just think if they have so much talent over there, man, that's young and everything like that, if they can just figure out that one piece, dude, that quarterback, they can really make something happen over there. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl or nothing like that, but they can make a playoff push. I feel, like, I feel like a lot of teams are like one quarterback away. That, yeah, that's what it is kind of for a lot of teams is they're one yeah. quarterback away from potentially being. Now, my my pick is this is going to be whatever. The Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears are going to start taking over the NFC North. Mark my words. If Aaron Rodgers leaves that division and the Vikings are going to start declining because of Justin Jefferson – possibly wanting to get out of Minnesota. Mark my words, it's going to be Chicago or the Detroit Lions. And then my hot take, get ready because the Panthers are a quarterback away from being a stud team. Their defense, J.C. Horn's there. We know he's good. Shaq Thomas, he's good. Brian Burns, he's still there. Their defense is there. Yep. DJ DJ Moore's there, but he keeps like button with a trade, this and that. I'm taking Panthers, Panthers sooner or later. Falcons, it's gonna take them like ten years to rebuild. The Bucks, they're gonna be a QB away then after Brady leaves it. Like Steven said, I think uh two or three pods ago, this NFL is going into more of a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, so if they can go and get someone else there, and I know Dylan's shaking his head, but, I mean, they need someone there that's not Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's going to move on. I don't think this one's necessarily a hot take, but I do want to hear what you guys think about this before we cut it off. Did you guys see what Sean Payton said, dude, what, about the Saints saying that he's worth mid to a late-round pick? No one's doing that. What? Yeah, what do you think about that, dude? I don't think anyone's doing that. It's yeah. All it is is a value pick. It's just like you're obviously going to say you want the first because again, then guess what? You're going to get a second or a third. If you say you want a second, you're going to get a third or a fourth. Like you're never going to get what you want. You're going to get the next one down or the next two down. So they're just putting that out there to, sh- to show teams that they want a lot for them, and then someone's going to come and get them for like a second round pick or a third. Yeah, but the Saints don't even have a first, so that's why this might be happening is is he probably talked to the Saints and the Saints are like, yo, go and say that, oh, we said we want a first for you. And that's the only way we'll give your rights away because they don't have a first. So they're trying everything in their power because their team isn't looking so hot. Kamara might be out of there within the next year or two. Dude, I'm honestly – Wait, what are running back talks? If Kamara had a team around him, when Drew Brees is there, Kamara's a top three running back in the league. I was gonna put him at five, but dude, if you're if you're a if you're a, a late round first, like a first or a late first round pick, and you need a head coach, I mean, I don't you don't want to do it, but like if you're really desperate for one, I'd consider it. Who necessarily would need a, a head coach though when you're finishing in the top in the last? round in the last yeah, no, I do agree but it could be like one of those like weird trade things like say like say it was the opposite and it was like the Eagles trade the Saints and the Saints had but it's not it can't be the Saints but like another team like uh 
say the Bears traded the Eagles and the Bears have the Eagles pick, but the Eagles are literally like, you know, still in it at the end of the year, they couldn't work something out. I don't know. I'm just saying I would consider it because, I mean, he is one one of the greatest coaches, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he, he has – he's a guru, bro. He's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Going off of this before we close out, one last thing. I have two things. Mike Thomas, just giving an update to everyone. Mike Thomas went and restructured his contract. I know a lot of people are so high on him after two seasons ago, the slant boy. Everyone's high on him. He restructured his contract, so now he can go and get released or traded without anything happening to the Saints, getting cap hit. Joey Bosa, very upset with the NFL officiating. We can go and do this, but we can't. The NFL officials, if they make bad calls, they don't get fined. And my last thing, Rob Gronkowski said this. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee's show. Pat, shout out to you, McAfee. Just saying, I hey, I'm not going to be here for a rebuild. Don't want to be here for a rebuild. But if we're in a rebuild and I think I still want to play and I can quote on what Aaron Rodgers said. I can still play at a high level. I believe I can win an MVP. And he goes in the right team. So Green Bay, I think he's kind of throwing hints that to Green Bay that hey, we're gonna they're rebuilding now. This and that. Gronk said, What are you looking at MVPs for? So is that just like Dylan? You said he's a very selfish player to where do you believe Super Bowls? Obviously, I think that's the highest thing you can go and reach is a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I, I like I said, I think he's about himself. I think, you know, MVP means so much to him. It means more to him than any other quarterback. Like, other quarterbacks are more focused on the big goal. Yeah, those accomplishments are great, and they help your resume, and they help the money you get later on. But I think he's, he's just – he's more focused on the attention he gets than anything. See, I think I think that whole situation was taken out of context because later on on the Pat McAfee show, he went on to say that he's he wants to win a Super Bowl and his goal is to win a Super Bowl. And if he doesn't think that he could win it all, what's the point of coming back? So obviously, obviously he could play at an MVP level, and he knows that. So why wouldn't he say that? Because every, yeah. every time he's – whenever his team has done good, gone to the conference championship, gone to the Super Bowl, he's been top one or two in MVP voting. So, obviously, he would have to be an MVP for his team, is what we saw in the past, for them to make it far and win. I agree with Ethan. Definitely. Cam, what do you, what do you think of Rodgers there? Uh, I don't know. Honestly – me and Dylan are pretty much on the same page with it. I think he's a selfish player and he focuses more on MVPs than Super Bowls. So it's like, do you really want a guy like that on your team? Even if he is an MVP caliber player, which I'm not even saying that he's going to be because he's older. I mean, yeah, he was, he won it last year and the year before, but what is he really actually going to do for a team instead of a young guy coming up? But we'll see. I don't think he's going to do much though. I think I think Jordan Love deserves a chance. I mean, you drafted him in the first round. I think you go and throw him in for a year as a starter if you're technically in a rebuild mode. You have young pieces around him with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. 
Randall Cobb's on his way out in Green Bay and on his way out of his career, ultimately. He never worked out when he went to Houston. He wasn't necessarily a big part of Dallas's scheme when they brought him in, but he fits with Aaron Rodgers. And I, I just think necessarily, yeah, I agree. Aaron Rodgers is a very, very good quarterback at, at a high level, one of the best if, of all time, a top, a top 10, 15 of all time. Rodgers is in like my seven, eight maybe. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't go and necessarily say, hey, I'm shooting for an MVP every season. There's a reason where Tom Brady, and I think Cam brought this up last podcast, um, what Tom Brady is, he goes and takes a lot less money. Like, I don't think Tom Brady – Tom Brady is the most decorated quarterback of all time, in, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, and he was never the highest paid – quarterback actually that's a fact he was never the highest paid quarterback when he played because he's able to go and say hey when the cap's this high I'll go play down here just bring me pieces in and they don't have to be the best pieces Danny Amendola I can make it work Julian Edelman I can make it work Julian Edelman's one of the top slot receivers in all-time as well, maybe like a top 20 all-time slot yeah. receiver. Slot but receiver, I, not all-time actual receiver. But, I mean, we all don't have, you know, all those NFL players don't have wives that are making how much money. Now Brady doesn't have a wife. So now what is he going to do this offseason? Is he going to be coming for the bag? Like, I mean, dude, he might try to get as much as he possibly can because he just lost half of his income, which half of Tom Brady's income is pretty nice, but – I'm just saying, now he's on his own, so we'll see. I mean, he's making endorsements and stuff. Yeah, he he ain't, he ain't worried about the money with his 10-year, what, what is it, $375 million contract once he retires. So he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, be, getting paid, he'll be getting paid nearly 40, $40 million a year until he's probably 60 at least. So he, he's, not, he's not worried about his money. No, definitely. We're going to start wrapping this up. Hey. Episode six, part two, because we can go for two. <laughs> Peace out. Thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Philadelphia and the baseline. We'll be tuning in on that. I hope you guys watch that. Thank you guys for tuning in on the fade. We appreciate it. Go like, share, and follow.